Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have one of my friends on the show again. Tyler has now become one of my friends and we chat through social media, we follow each other, and we actually got to run into each other just a couple of months ago in Arizona. Uh, Tyler was there for a men's retreat with one of our mentors, Kyle Depius, who is actually one of the coaches inside Fast Foundations. And by way of fate, Tyler walked in and I was like, yo, and he was like, hey. So here we are. We were like, we got a podcast together again. That last episode was so good. So welcome back to the show, which is now called Unscripted. Jess, good to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. I feel like you and I, as both projectors, um, we feel into the energy of like what's going on in the world, what's going on with one another. And it's not, the, the irony is not falling on me that today is when we're doing our podcast being with such that like, I'm going through this crazy transition. You've recently stepped more into, well, we'll get into the transition and the identity shifts that you're going through as well. Cause you know, it's interesting how the universe provides you with people to be able to share your experiences and stories with. And I like, even as we got on today, I was like, I've literally only talked to this human twice, but I feel like I'm like, what's up brother? Like we're like, we've been separated at birth. I'm sure I'm positive. So you guys, Tyler, if you don't remember, if you didn't catch the last episode is the creator of the five minute fear formula. He helps dreamers, lovers, and innovators. Remember how powerful they are by activating their fear response creating extraordinary personal and business growth. Can we get an amen? Yes, I'm here for that. By improving their signature leadership and communication style and removing their limiting beliefs around human expression. Tyler not only helps his clients break through their greatest fears, he's also someone who can hold a massive amount of space. And if you know what that means, you know what that means. So Tyler, thank you for doing that for me. We just got to connect for a little bit, just you and I on a personal note before we hit record and I love when I get to have conversations with people that I have like a personal connection with. So like I said, welcome back to the show. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's been going on since the last time you were here? Uh, because you've, you've had some big moves and some things happen. So like, let the people know. Yeah, it's an honor to hold space for anyone, especially for friends. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity. It really lights me up personally. Since the last conversation, wow. Um, you know, I spent the last 20 years or so in the world of country music and motorsports as a driver, as a singer, and recently just announced I'm publicly letting that go as a career chasing dreams, trying to be on big stages, big racetracks, fast racetracks. And I've done coaching off and on in the last 10 years, really doing the work you just said, helping people connect to themselves, deep radical transformations, helping them be seen in a way that maybe they've never been seen before. And ultimately, it's all to bring about their brightest expression in the world, illuminating their life in a way that changes the world around them. And that's created a big identity shift because when you do something for 20 years and you hold on to that and you don't achieve maybe the results you hoped, you kind of look back and go, man, what was it all for? Is this mm. who I really am? Is this who I want to be? And even amongst all the coaching tools and resources and connections I have, you still have layers of grief, sadness, letting something go, accepting what is and moving forward. And so I think we share right now a similar theme of letting things go. And it's an interesting season of life. And, you know, I think the, the value is to think about, you see the success people have and go, wow, like they have it all. But at the same time, I'm still experiencing 
layers of grief and sadness and maybe even moments of frustration or I can even say anger that it didn't play out the way I wanted it to or things aren't as easy as they could be in the moment. And so along the way, we experience the feelings of the journey. And what I've learned is just have fun honoring them. Mm. I'm here for the fun in things. We can do hard things, but still make them fun. And that got driven back home to me at an event I was just at a couple of weeks ago. I attended Lindsay Schwartz's in-person community builders mastermind. And I think, you know, putting yourself around other people who are experiencing similar things, maybe in a different way, but are in a space of vulnerability that they're sharing. And so maybe if you don't have that and you're listening to this show, let this be that space for you that you get to sit in on this conversation with Tyler and I, which we're really creating for you because we know in sharing our stories and our struggles and our messages that it's going to make you feel a little less alone. Like you don't have to strong arm it by yourself. And maybe you're going through an identity shift right now too. And it doesn't have to look like leaving a 20 year career, like both of us kind of are doing uh, simultaneously. It could look like leaving a relationship or, you know, walking away from something that's not serving you anymore, or that, you know, you need to walk away from. We identify so heavily with what we do in life that we sometimes don't even know who we are without that. And during the pandemic for me, I don't know if this was similar for you, Tyler, was it got stripped away from me. You know, I didn't have a choice in the matter. And so I know a lot of people that listen to my show are in the beauty industry and that same thing happened where they lost their whole identity. Like, what if I don't get to go back to work? Like, who am I if I'm not a hairdresser? And so it really helped me reconnect to like who I really am and what I'm here for, not what I do. So is that kind of something similar that you're going through with letting the racing go, letting the music kind of go and stepping fully into the coaching space? Like talk me through what's going on in your head. COVID absolutely accelerated that experience because live stages for speaking were temporarily derailed. Live events for music were derailed. And songwriting was still happening, but it went from live rooms to now we're writing over Zoom. I didn't really connect very strongly to writing over Zoom, so I didn't take advantage of those opportunities as much. And then racing, it still was happening, but it was less opportunity for me because I am self-funded for the most part. And so when you're spending your own money to go racing and a lot of your income shifts because the less opportunities there are for music, for racing, for speaking, you are going, okay, like I have to really evaluate where do I spend my money in these moments to maximize my impact? Mm -hmm. Well, that led me to doing more coaching than ever over the last three years. And so it opened up that door to go, you know what? Like, I love all these things. I'm not identifying as this solely, you know, I'm I'm not just a race car driver. I'm not just the the musician. And ultimately like, those are just things I've done in life, right? They're, They're fun stories. They're beautiful stories. There's stories of flipping race cars and, and getting injured and hurt but I could own all of them and celebrate them. And so, yeah, COVID sped up the process of this experience and really set up this year. You know, last year was a huge pivotal year to really claim ground independently as a coach and really begin this process of only talking about coaching and training publicly. And I still, you know, I don't maximize social media as much as I can for talking about it. But really, if you look at what I'm doing, I've removed talking exclusively about, hey, I've got this album coming up to really talking about the work I do, helping entrepreneurs and high level successful people remember how powerful they are. And so it certainly, it was not an anticipated part of the journey, but when you look back and it kind of, it makes sense. It's it's like Mm -hmm. teeing up the success and the opportunity to, I think sometimes we get nudges 
that we don't we're not looking for and it's like oh that that was a moment that was provided for me and i might have missed it short term but now i can recognize it this exactly how things needed to play out to prepare me and prepare those who i get to work with yeah so true i'm like literally like the little pings of memories of moments are like flooding in my brain right now as you said that and i'm like oh yeah oh there are so many moments that were trying to push me into this phase that i just currently committed to and i wasn't ready and i wasn't ready to take the leap like i finally was it's almost like we've all been in relationships where you stayed until the last minute and you were like i don't know i don't know you had one foot in one foot out and then finally one day you woke up and you're like yep that's it i'm out of here you know there's usually like a pivotal moment or or something that happens that allows you to leave a situation or step into something um and for me i vowed that i would never leave angry upset or allow myself to get to a place where I felt any of those emotions. I didn't want to leave on a bad note. I didn't want to leave because I hated something. And I've, I've done that same thing in, in relationships as well. I'm like, don't stay till you hate the person. Like, that's not, that's not going to make it better or easier. Sometimes we're like, Oh, I wish I fucking hated that. Or, they did something crazy so I could just hate them. And then it'd be easier if I hated them. And I'll tell you like hating things or hating people doesn't make anything easier. Um, it's all just a process, right? You got to go through the process and everyone's process looks different for how they transition from thing to thing or person to person or into that next phase of your life. But I talked to a lot of people in my industry who have kind of stepped away in the past. And this identity piece, this identity shift of like how we identify ourselves is so huge. But one gift that was given to me in perspective was somebody shared with me that we wear a lot of different identities. Like my identity as a mom, my identity now as a partner in a relationship, my identity as a business owner, my identity as a coach, as a podcaster. So I was like, oh, it's almost like a persona that we wear at any given time when need be. Like we can pull from this identity bucket and step into that. And I was like, that felt way more empowering than saying I was like shedding this identity. Cause I'm like, I will always be a hairdresser. Um, I don't know if it's like alcoholics that are like, sober if they're like I'm always an alcoholic I'm like ah I don't know if that's a bad analogy if anyone listens to my show they know I give terrible analogies it's not my strong suit but I feel like it gave me permission to like not have to like say I'm not something I'm just focusing on the things I am currently doing right now right so talk to me a little bit about like how you got into coaching way back when because I feel like we are so inundated with programs, courses, masterminds, people to coach with. How is someone to know like this might be something they want to do? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that have a story or have a message or have a big heart or space that they could help other people, but they have no clue. Like, how would I even start doing that? Like, how did you recognize that coaching was something you like to do and that you were good at? Well, I love that conversation of just identity in general, because I was fed so long ago back, you know, I grew up in Christian school world and it's like, what's your calling and, and what's your identity going to be around this thing that you do for your life. And mm. I realized that a lot of that is really just what's the roles you're going to play because all those yeah. things you listed, they're just roles and some of them are temporary. You know, you, you won't always be the thing you are currently. Totally. And so for me coaching, you know, I was in my twenties and I was always someone who naturally held space for people. You know, random strangers might tell me something and you kind of go like, why are they telling me this? This is kind of weird. Like that's yeah. too personal, but okay. Like I'll go with it. Cause I didn't have boundaries back then. Um, thought about being a counselor. Didn't do that. And then I uh, went through a breakup and 
my mid to late twenties. And that was a catalyst of growth for me to go like, I'm the common theme in my story. There's a lot of stuff going on at that time that made you realize like, I need to do some work on me to just ask some questions I wasn't asking. That led me to go back and realize that if I knew this at 15 or 17 or 22 or 25, not that my life would be drastically different, but in the moment, the ability to express myself and connect to the world in a way that was meaningful would have just created so much more depth and connection. And I used to look at the world of like, what's my potential? And I want to help you find your potential. And something that I really dropped lately is really this idea of like, let's help people find their potential and let's help people just be expressed. Like let's activate your expression. And so that's kind of the the work I've done is just to help people tap into their full expression in the world. Because when you're fully expressed, you're, you're showing up with more meaning, more purpose, you're connecting deeper, your relationships typically are going to thrive and all those things, you know, the soft skills of life, a lot of people think are trivial, especially men. And if anything, I found the opposite to be true, that the greater your soft skills, the more emotional intelligence you have, the more money you're going to make, the, you know, the stronger your business is going to be. And so just helping people realize that all the things that you can chase after, the, the money, the houses, the cars, the sex, the, whatever makes you feel good, if you don't have something rooted in the deeper meaning of life, you're, you're going to be missing out. And that's mm-hmm. where the coaching world is rooted for me is helping people be expressed to experience more joy, more life and extract the, the juiciness, the, the wonder, the beauty out of the world. Yeah. And we talked earlier about, you know, holding really tightly on the things that we felt defined us as a person. And so many people I know are going to relate to me even just saying this, but how often we've worked hard for something or worked hard in something. And we feel like we can't let it go because of the time we've attributed to that thing, right? Whether it's a career relationship, you know, and I'm sure for you, I don't know, is, do you, do you look back and think you maybe should have left this sooner and went all in on the coaching sooner? Is there a part of you like no regrets, but just like looking back thinking like I did hold on to that a little bit too, too long. I don't think I held on to it too long. Actually, there was a, a little hiatus in racing for a few years and I thought I did a good job letting the identity go then. And I've since learned it it wasn't as easy this time around either. But I think the only, and it's not a regret, but it's a a lesson learned. I was coaching within a a family business. We were working with dentists, helping them grow their practices. So local market leaders, seven-figure business owners, doing deep transformational work. So some of it was at the surface. A lot of it was encountering their fears and helping them create a, a vision for a future that was bolder and bigger than they'd ever imagined before. And the one thing I think about is as powerful as that work was, I could have been out doing my own coaching, establishing my own brand for the last decade. And I tiptoed in the waters of it the whole time. I always had clients on the side. I always was testing out what I really loved within my framework of coaching, but I never went all in on it. I was like, I've got this thing going, it's working. I love helping these dentists. I love seeing the transformations, the growth, the financial implications that they were experiencing from the rewards of their work. The family business was fun. It allowed me the free time to go do more racing and more music, but I could have been building my own personal brand around my coaching framework the whole time. And so the lesson learned for me was, you know, what are your own fears? You know, what are you afraid of, of fully stepping out on your own and being seen? Cause it's one thing to be in a race car and be seen, right? It's like you put the helmet on, nobody can see your face. You get the steer wheel, you're in this control position even amongst the uncertainty on the racetrack, you still have this dominant position. 
on the stage, you have the microphone in your hand, you're leading the charge, you're leading the way, the band supporting you, right? In the coaching world, it's more vulnerable. It's the most vulnerable place I can be. And even when it's not my story, it's the client's story and I'm holding space for them to be expressed. It's still a deeply personal experience. And so the lesson learned for me was you're still afraid to show up. The thing that you thought you conquered, the fear that you thought you conquered of standing on stages and speaking, you know, I was terrified to speak in front of the classroom in high school and college. I was terrified the first time I got up and did karaoke in my 20s to break this fear of performing after having a failed performance in middle school. I was terrified that first time on the racetrack with drivers who'd been racing for 15 and 20 years. But I didn't realize how afraid I was to be seen just for me mm. without all the titles, without all the accolades and the awards and the cool, you know, like, oh, this guy's, a, he's awesome. He's bold. He's courageous. And it's like, but guys, I'm still fearful. I'm still afraid. Yeah. Um, but that's the power of the work we do is to help other people walk through these same experiences and go, Hey, I do have a level of success, but every level there's a new edge. Yeah. And it's that edge that I realize that I constantly seek because if you are someone who, you know, aspires for growth and you kind of welcome challenges and change, you're going to meet a new edge every time. But, you know, you mentioned something earlier too, about if you're constantly seeking that next edge and that constantly seeking that next step, the next level, you miss all the beautiful things that you're currently in that season of. Um, and that was, that was something that I struggled with because I was so overwhelmed and inundated with this idea of shifting identities and creating a new business. I wasn't quite sure what I was doing, but I was so overwhelmed with all of the stuff I didn't know and the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, of changing and the uncertainty of like people not knowing me for the one thing they'd always known me for. I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't appreciate or get to enjoy a lot of it because I was always chasing that next thing. And I, I remember even recognizing that in real time being like, you're unhappy for no reason. You're stressing yourself out. You're not allowing yourself to enjoy the process because you're trying to speed things up. You're trying to skip steps. You're trying to get where she is. Those people you've seen who've been working for 10 years to get where they're at. Like, it's not going to happen tomorrow, Jess. Like, enjoy the process, put your reps in and try to be present in the moment. So you're not miserable because even if you get quote unquote there, like those people are going to be another 10 years ahead of you still. So like, you're still never going to get there. So enjoy where you're there is so that it's not a constant rat race of chasing things that really don't even exist. Right. Cause the only thing that exists right now is our present moment, the present feelings that you feel around things. Uh, maybe the fear that you have around, you know, turning the camera on, showing up live, talking about things, uh, building your personal brand like you and I have both like slowly tiptoed into. Both of us have been like, maybe I'm kind of doing it, but I'm like successful over here. So like, I'm kind of going to do a little bit of this. Like we kind of walked a similar path. And I, I think that's what bonded us and made us feel like we wanted to share more of the process with you guys, because the journey is the part that I hope you can find yourself in the story from, from both of us. You know, we could be here like, oh, we got it all figured out now. But you're like, cool, good for you guys. How is that going to help me? Like, I want to know the steps you took in real time. And I want you to show me the process. And I just shared this on another podcast that one of the biggest pieces of like juicy advice or thing I heard was don't create content, like don't create document. And that really 
freed up how I show up on social media now. Like yesterday I did a day of kind of nothing. And I was like, just document what you're thinking, document what you're going through, document what that process looks like of releasing clients or whatever, even if it might offend somebody or bum somebody out or disappoint somebody like show it in real time. It's what you're going through. It's what's going to give you the credibility that someone who's going through that also in the future is going to see that. Oh, I remember Jessica went through that. Like I'm going to reach out to her or I know Tyler really had to shift through some things. Like he's who I should probably reach out to and talk to for the support because I know he gets me. So, you know, I love that you've accepted this role and you're fully leaning into it. And, you know, we know when we tell the universe, yo, I'm ready. Like it just starts showering us with the things and the people and it allows us to step up into this space. But we couldn't have got here if we hadn't gone through all that, right? No, the experience creates the opportunity for freedom. And that's where we get hung up is trying to figure it out what to do. Or, you know, we're setting on these goals, we're forcing, we're kind of creating this desired outcome, yet we haven't fully accepted that we already have what it takes now. That we already, if we show up today, open the door and live our life as a lived experience versus trying to create some world that we fabricate out of what we think other people are going to want, we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity one to experience our most joyful expression, our fullest expression, the vibrancy of life, because we're doing the comparison factor. We're looking at other people. This person has a bigger platform or the way they coach is the way I should be coaching. And we're robbing ourselves of that experience to be fully present. Yeah. To really sit deeply rooted with the people that we're working with, trying to serve. And just like you said, hey, I had a day where I just kind of showed my life. I didn't have to try to come up with some cool thing to say. I just existed. The art of being. And in that process, you go like, that was actually pretty blissful. Mm-hmm. Versus I hate myself. I'm stupid. I failed today. It's like you let yourself off the hook just to be. What a beautiful yeah. gift that is. Well, and it truly just defines like what authenticity means. Like people struggle to figure out when they're like, how do I show up authentically? Literally, you just be yourself and you talk about the things that in your life that are going on. And, you know, that's one of the things that I committed to was opening the doors for people to see what really goes on behind the scenes, because I can talk about all of the ways that I do things for myself. But until you see me doing those things in real time, you don't necessarily know to what extent I'm talking about. And so I feel like, you know, it, I don't ever want to rob somebody of the opportunity to learn from even a mistake of mine. So I share like my failures and I share the fear that comes up around things. And the fact that like, I'm not always this confident. I might sound confident on the show. I might sound confident when it's time to turn on the camera, but there are many moments where like I'm unsure or I'm scared. Um, you have a process and a framework to help people bust through fear. Can we give some tangible takeaways for people who are listening to the show being like, y'all sound so amazing and inspiring, but like I, I am stuck in some fear-based thoughts around the next step I need to take or leaving this situation or branching out and creating my own next whatever level it is. What, what does that look like if someone comes to you and they're like, listen, we've got a few minutes to chat. Like what are some takeaways I can implement right away? The most powerful one is the five-minute fear formula. And I developed that organically after having experiences where at the racetrack, I was getting overwhelmed before the green flag would wave, before we fire up the engines. The mind's racing, you're worried, you're wondering what's going to happen really intrusive thoughts that aren't helpful for me when I'm getting ready to lock in my performance and step into flow state. The same thing with performing the national anthem for 10,000 people or stepping on a stage in front of 400 people at a bar. These racing thoughts of that first song, like what are the lyrics? Am I going to forget it? 
And so I developed this five minute fear formula organically to help me calm my fears, reclaim my power so I could step into those moments fully ready to serve and be present. And the five minute fear formula simply is a five minute process to get out of your mind, into your body and move yourself forward to take action. And so the first step is take two minutes on a timer and we're going to empower yourself. So you're going to write down all the wins, victories, strengths that you have, that you've done all your life. So you learn to walk. That's a win. That's a victory. You learn to speak things you learned in school, things you've accomplished, big wins, accolades, awards. You know, you, you've been a stylist for 20 years. What did you learn in 20 years? What did you pick up? You know, what kind of income did you make? Who did you serve? Basically in two minutes, write down everything that could empower you in your life, you know, all the way down to values. You know, you're intuitive and you love that about yourself. After those two minutes are up, switch it to reflection. So we're going to reflect and we're going to take 30 seconds and we're going to reflect back on those things that you wrote down. And you're going to think about of those, which ones was I once fearful? You know, was I once fearful of cutting hair for the first time? The first time I pulled the scissors on somebody's live haircut, was I terrified? The first time I opened the salon doors for my own shop, was I terrified? The first time I put up that social media post saying I'm open for business, was I terrified? That first time I went out and asked that girl out, was I terrified? But you did it, right? And so taking 30 seconds, circle all the ones that you were once fearful of. And it's a reminder that, hey, like things once were fearful, I could accomplish, I could do. Now, the next step is observe. We're going to take 30 seconds and we're going to observe what is our current fear level. So if I've got this thing that I'm about to go do, take 30 seconds and on a scale of zero to 10, where's your current level of fear? Is it a one? So you're not really that high on the fear factor or is it a 10? You're maxed out. You're overwhelmed. And you're just gauging where you are at in the moment. And the final process is strength. We're going to strengthen by writing down all the ways you're currently capable of doing the very thing that you're trying to do. And then you're going to go claim your power. So you're going to five minutes. You've empowered yourself. You've done some reflection. You've done some observation. And you've stepped into your strength. And it's going to help you reclaim your power. And if you think of the acronym, that stands for is Eros. And it's a very act of creation. So if you're trying to remember what this is, it's Eros. It's a very act of love. You're going out there to create something in the world and it's life force generating. So whether you're starting a podcast or you're trying to become a speaker or you're writing your book or you're becoming a stylist or a salon owner or you're going out to apply for law school and you're taking the LSAT, you're doing all these things in life. You know, you're getting married for the first time. You're going on that date after your divorce and you're terrified. All the things that you can be doing these are very simply the most powerful acts of creation to step out and change the trajectory of your life. And when you change the trajectory of your life, the implications for the world are vast because you change everything. And so in five minutes, we can create a shift, kind of take what's going on in the mind, all this overwhelm, the spinning thoughts, root it down into the body and begin to claim your power. And it only takes five minutes. And do you recommend that people wait till they're in that level of fear or do you have them do this sometimes when they are anticipating there might be fear around something? Would it be a good practice to implement like the night before you have something big that you are committed to do? Or I'm just envisioning like, okay, I know tomorrow I need to, I'm speaking in in this live group event or whatever. Um, I know I'm going to have a certain level of fear. Should I prep myself with this fear factor framework or should I wait five minutes before I need to go on and do it? I started doing it organically in the moment. You know, it's like I pieced together, I was overwhelmed and I kind of do one part of it. And then over time it was a full process. 
and I started doing it right in the moment. And then I realized, hey, like you just said, if I do it the night before or the day before or even weeks before and make it a habit, you just begin to reclaim little parts of yourself that slow the mind down. You know, the amygdala's fired up. You can start beginning to, to calm the mind. And it, it helps build in that night before, especially, you know, you go to sleep with a little more peace, a little more calm. You're a little more grounded. And even if you wake up with that nervous excitement, that energy the next day, again, you've done some pre-work and mm-hmm. then you can take it into the next moment. And you might walk through the whole process again, starting over because the fear shifts a little bit. And maybe what was a seven the night before now is a five. And then from a five, now it's down to a three. So before you take that stage, you're ready to impact the world in a way that you're still fearful. Yeah. You're still nervous, but now you're able to channel that in the most powerful way to be fully expressed rather than being maxed out at a 10. Well, anybody who could knock a couple notches down on their fear factor level is probably writing this down word for word. So two minutes of your wins, 30 seconds of reflection, 30 minutes of what fear brought around those ones of what, what you had fear in, which if you look back, I mean, I think fears always existed. Like there's always been a certain level of fear that we have doing anything new. Like I, I literally went back immediately to the first time I had to hold those scissors. I was like, Oh yeah, I was scared as shit. Like there were so many times where like investing in myself, opening this salon. And I look back and I'm like, I've done a lot of hard things. Like you can do that in your mind without even physically writing it down. You can write them in your mind and see all those things. And that's often where I pull proof that I've done hard things and they can be exciting. And I wish in the moment that I wasn't so rooted in fear that I could have appreciated them more or, you know, had a better experience around what I was so scared to do or, or, you know, I blacked out because I was so scared. I just got through it. Who knows what happened? Um, But I know I've never died from anything, any, anything that scared me. Um, And I love being able to have like a process that you can do literally or figuratively in your mind and, and share this with other people because we all get rooted in fear sometimes and we let that hold us back. So if you take anything from today's episode, start implementing this five minute fear factor from Tyler. It is your gift. Um, and Tyler, where can people hang out with you? Cause you, you have so much magic and I want to see more of you on social media. So I imagine that's going to start happening now that you're fully stepping in as well. Yeah. I'll be showing up more on social media. Uh, Instagram is the primary place where I'm most active. That's T Williams live T Williams live. You can connect with me through the website at tylerwilliamslive.com uh, find out about speaking coaching all the things you can see some music videos some racing videos to learn more about that part of my life and if you want a pdf download of the five minute fear formula you can just simply go to five minute and print that pdf out and have that to work through and it's the most impactful work you can start to do for yourself is to create awareness around your fears because there is no such thing as no fear fear exists you're not going to become fearless And the work to do is to understand and embrace the fear so that you can reclaim your power and go out and serve the world, make an impact. Again, whether you're trying to claim the biggest stages in the world, or you simply are cutting here in your local hometown and serving a small client roster, but loving the work you do. When you encounter fears and you step into it and embrace it, life gets a lot sweeter. I'm here for that. Amen. Thank you so much for that gift. And you guys go download that PDF, print it out, put it somewhere, maybe on the inside of your journal, on the inside of your station, somewhere in your car. If you know, you're driving to work and you've got a big thing to do, you can do that before you walk in, um, for moments where you just need that extra level of support. And there's maybe no one to call or someone to talk you off the ledge. You can do that for yourself with frameworks 
like this. So Tyler, thank you for creating such a powerful tool that we can all use no matter what stage you're at in life. Because like you said, that fear creeps in and it's probably not going anywhere, but I'm here to learn how to embrace it and use it as power instead of something that's going to hold me back. So I feel like we, I feel like I want to do like a little powwow where I'm like, you guys, you can do it. We can do hard things and they can be fun and we can be present. So stay around people that have the energy in which you want to consume, you know, stay around people like Tyler. If you resonated with what we talked about today, please let us know. We love hearing from you. Um, you know, Tyler has all of his, his own stuff going out into the world too. So go support and let people know that they made an impact in your life, whether it was us today, or there's some other people that you just think know that they're impactful. Like it means the world when you share that kind of stuff with people that they said something or did something that really resonated or impacted you. It really gives us the, the proof and the, even as much as we all might seem confident, we love to hear that we are making an impact in your life. So I know I speak for both Tyler and I when I say stuff like that. So you guys go out into the world, do big things. Don't let fear hold you back. And I feel like we'll have one more episode in the book. It's like somewhere down the road, Tyler. So be sure to tune in. Tell us what you want to hear more of. If there was something that resonated that we could deep dive further into, we'd love to provide that for you guys. But you know, this podcast is here for you to rewrite your life, to become unscripted and to start to live things, live life on your own terms. And I I think Tyler supports me in that mission and vision. So um, we're doing the hard things too. And you got this, Tyler. Thank you so much for your time today. Jess, thank you. It's always an honor and a joy to share stories, to inspire and connect. So I appreciate you. We'll see you guys on the next one. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love.